We've got new information from the Ag Labor Working Group in D.C. Avian influenza is back in the news here in Arkansas and much more on today's episode of the Arkansas AgCast, which starts right now. You're listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Jason Brown and John Nickman. Happy Thursday, gents. Yes, happy Thursday to you. I would like to start this show by complimenting you on your shirt. Yes, uh, you know, there was a, a, what, several weeks ago, we had kind of a conversation about whether my shirt was green or gray, uh-huh. uh, and I will agree that under particular light, specifically lights in this entire building, that it may or may not look green. <laughs> any any light. And uh, today, we're both wearing green, Yeah, and we agree on it. Yeah, I walk down the hall, and I see you sitting down. Uh, you know, talking, chatting with some folks, and I just walked up. I was like, oh, my gosh, look at us. I looked at the shirt today in the closet, <laughs> and I was like, I hadn't worn this shirt in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> this well, will be funny, unique. I saw the shirt first. I'm like, man, I kind of like that shirt. And I looked down. I'm like, wait a minute. Wearing a very similar shirt. Yeah. So, uh, I should have wore a black vest. Yeah, you should have. Well, I threw this on just so we wouldn't look so alike. Yeah. Uh, how's you. everybody doing, Brian? How are you? I'm good. Yeah? I'm okay. a little hurt. Oh, oh, because we didn't get you a shirt. Uh, Where's the memo? Yeah, we so, sh- we should have. He, he is wearing kind of the uh, He's podcast uniform and all the blue, though. That is. That is it. <laughs> is that, that is what it. it is? Yeah. So, okay. Maybe it's my yeah. podcast uniform. <laughs> He's been having a lot of meetings lately that yeah. required him to be in uh, tip-top business casual. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know it's kind of hurt. Yeah, He's important, man. <laughs> Not that he wasn't before, but he is. He is. That's the truth. Well. Thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, I'm good. Yeah, good. I'm good. Good to so, hear it. Good to hear it. Good to be here. Uh, it's one of those days where the high happens at like midnight mm-hmm. and the temperature is just going to go down. As I mean, we're not going to get as far as we were last week. Yeah. Um, but the temperature is just going to kind of steadily fall. It's uh, been kind of warm this week. Today. It has. It's been like summerish a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, up in the 80s, we sent our kiddo to school in shorts and we're like, eat it up. Because yeah, it's probably the last run. I get Anthony dressed every morning. And yesterday afternoon, when Mary Lou's picked up, she's like, Mm -hmm. Did you put him in this? I was like, (laughs) Yeah, why? He didn't put himself in I was like, They're a little tight. Might be the last time he wears it. She was like, It's kind of a summer clothes. It was 75 degrees outside today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of I wish you had said no. (laughs) Just to see. Just to see. No, I I didn't even take him to school. I don't know what out there. Should have been calling the uh, school like, who put him in these? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, uh, it it has been nice the past few days. Gonna get a little chilly, a little rainy today, tomorrow, and Saturday. I think um, we may warm up again before Thanksgiving. Depends on if the forecast holds. I don't know. I hope not. Uh, anyway, are you headed out to the woods at any point? Mm, touchy subject. No. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. But, uh, uh, yes, it's open a week in a rifle season this weekend. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Trigger Thursday for me. But okay. uh, we're going to the Razorback game Okay, in Fayetteville. Is this uh, FIU? No, this is Auburn. Auburn, okay. All right. So this will be the first one I've gone to this season. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, hopefully, oh, I will not be happy if I if Arkansas loses. If you bring this back, and then I look on my camera and there's big old buck deer there, deer. In yeah, in front of the stand. And well, anyways, I'm gonna have a good time. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> uh, a buddy of mine, good friend of mine, went to uh, the Florida game with some friends. And I, so I was like, he told me he was going, and I didn't say this. I didn't want to hurt his feelings, but I'm thinking, God, why would you do that to yourself, you know? Kind of punishment. And then I had to text him, even though he didn't know what I was thinking, I had to text him and eat crow just for myself and say, man, look at you, <laughs> yeah. looking like a genius now, going down to Gainesville yeah. for the That's game. That would have been a great one to watch. That's yeah, yeah. I, I will say it's going to be kind of warm for deer hunting. I mean, not too warm, but yeah. it's not ideal. yeah. 32 degrees temperature to you. Really I've, uh, I've been wondering if my son-in-law's gotten any sleep because it's, uh, you know, they have a 15-month-old. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But it's hunting season, and he's been – he's got an app on his phone where he watches cameras. Oh, out, his cameras, yeah. yeah. Out in the field mm-hmm. at his mom's land. Mm-hmm. And uh, he keeps showing me these pictures of this huge buck. Just and He said, my phone goes off middle of the night. You know, oh, paying yeah. that it's been triggered. <laughs> it's like, I got to get out there. Got to get out there. <laughs> it so starts like, eating away at you. Man, I think yeah. I'd turn that thing off because it's like one in the morning, ping. Yeah, there it is, exactly. There it is. <laughs> Don't mess with my sleep. I'm kind of got the same deal. And uh, yeah, when they go off, I'm immediately like, ooh, well, yeah. it's just a raccoon. <laughs> I'm, I'm fully awaiting the report that he got it because it's, uh, it, it, it keeps returning to the same spot. So, oh, it does. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm hopeful yeah. that he gets it because he's been he's been see, wanting to get out there. Yeah, see if he can score some. Deer if you can pattern him, yeah, that's great. I hope he knocks yeah. him out. But duck season opens up next weekend, so um, right now my schedule's clear. Okay, so, well, yeah. you know that can all change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, next week we're going to talk a lot about Thanksgiving. Uh, just as kind of a heads up, uh, we have. The American Farm Bureau Thanksgiving Dinner Cost Survey. Uh, very excited uh, that uh, we we are putting out our own Arkansas. You're uh, uh, our colleague, but in your department, yeah. Tyler Oxner has been working on Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Dinner Cost Survey. That's uh, just got Arkansas specific numbers. Americans got the the national numbers. Yeah, uh, and we've already seen some excitement and and some interest around this uh, from media this week. Um, so we'll hold on to Thanksgiving uh, chatter until next week, and then we'll likely take the week after. You know, the week Thanksgiving Day yeah. will be when we normally put That's out That's usually show, one of so our we'll most go. popular articles we put out, isn't it? It is. I think it gives, you know, folks a good look at just cost of food in general. Yeah. Um, but, you know, everybody's cooking a meal on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, a lot. You think about how the schedule meal. works out. You know, usually we've got a big cookout. Memorial Day, probably another big cookout, 4th of July. Mm-hmm. But uh, really, that's the last time that we cook these big meals and have gatherings, for the most part. I mean, they're they're one-offs. But, I mean, yeah. as a collective. Easter? Um, from July. I mean, from July until Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah So yeah, folks yeah, are yeah, kind of chomping at the bits. Hey, it's been three months. Since eat I've, a lot. I've, I've cooked a lot and mm-hmm. eaten a lot. So I'm anyway. there for the sides, not so much the turkey yeah i'm with you i mean i do like a good turkey breast uh but the sides are we'll talk about that a little bit more next week uh it's november 10th 2023 uh today i don't know i felt the need to tell you all the year but 
Uh, I was just doing some digging around. Uh, hey, anything interesting happened today? The U.S. Marine Corps was uh, uh, founded. Uh, it's their birthday, oh, I wow. believe. That's cool. Um, but one of the best Christmas movies ever produced uh, was also released today. And that is? Well, I'm going to give you the year, and you guys tell me if you see if you can tell me the movie. 1990. Yep. I don't know. There's there's a lot of the one I'm thinking of uh, it's, was it, not produced in the 90s. It, yeah. Uh, it does not involve a station wagon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be Elf? No. It's, no, that's like, Elf came a little later. I home mean, Alone. I was about to say Home Alone. Home All Alone, alone. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Uh, one of my favorite Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, so that gets me excited hearing that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know, like, we're in that, we're we're full, we're about to be full in. I'm already seeing some ads on television, hearing some ads on, on the radio. Yeah. We're about to be there. Oh, there's music oh, yeah. playing everywhere already. So, um, yeah. It doesn't matter what store you're in, hardware store, it, uh-huh. You're walking around, it's, uh-huh. it's Christmas music. All so. the satellite radio stations are out. I was sort of flipping through there yesterday and heard some. A little too early for me. A little so, too early for me. Yeah, I'm just skipping Thanksgiving altogether. Didn't yeah, really rub no, me. I don't really. Considering it was 80 degrees outside when I was hearing the music, yeah, it was a little early for me, too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so you've opened up a can of worms then. Okay, yeah. Die Hard. Oh. Is it, is a, Chris- it a Christmas movie or not a Christmas movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I say it is. I but doesn't Bruce Willis say it's not a Christmas movie? I have heard it's not particularly you know, about Christmas, but mm, it's boy, I've heard this debate. I've heard this debate on Home Alone too, but actually, and that's and, that's why I bring it up. Yeah, so I actually, and I know I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna open myself up here. I don't think Die Hard is. I do think Home Alone is. It's Christmas themed. That's it. I foresee so, a lot of comments coming our way. Maybe so. Maybe so. So, we need, we need so you think Die Hard is? What do you think? I, I, I would consider it a Christmas movie. Yeah. Just because of the time of year that it happens, and right, sure. Every single cut of music is all all Christmas, Christmas. music. That's so, a fair point. No, I don't have a really strong opinion about it. I'm more or less indifferent to it. If you said it wasn't, yeah. That's fine with me. But I, I've heard this equation of time, of ratio, of how much is de- dedicated to music. And I think I cut you off, so I'm sorry. No, I, that was it. But I've heard this. I've heard that applied in the in the argument, like the the movie's got to be at least eighty percent involving Christmas or the story. You know, whatever Who defines that. I don't know. I think it's all just subjective. These are people who have been involved in these. But I've heard these arguments on podcasts and you know whatever. Yes. Um, but I think, for me, the difference between Home Alone and Die Hard, it's been a long time since I've seen Die Hard, so I could be wrong about this, but it's that warm and fuzzy resolution right? that, so, that differentiates that's a take. So let me give you the full answer then. Okay. <clears throat> for me. Uh-huh. Because I've only recently said, okay, maybe it is a Christmas movie. Technically? Uh-huh. Old me? Absolutely not. Uh-huh. It's okay. an action movie. Yeah, because sure, sure, sure. Because it spawned so many sequels, yeah, that are all considered part of a whole, and they are absolutely not Christmas. Yeah, once you get so, into all that, it's yeah. an action movie that happens 
at around Christmas time. or in around you know yeah at Christmas. I hear right. you wavering now. I, I'm, like I said, I'm cool with it, but yeah, yeah, it's got enough Christmas in it for me to be considered a Christmas action movie. It's definitely not on my list. As we yeah. well, as okay. I start checking off the movies that I need to watch to feel like I've done my part for Christmas, right? It's not on the list, no. right? It's not on the list, so that's right. where I fall on that. All right, I foresee but, another topic coming up on a later uh, show because we're going to go over all the movies you have to watch each year. Yeah, so. I think we'll do that. I'm excited. Yeah, Why that, should I we think do that's that? a really good idea. I love that idea. Yeah. Maybe we could, uh, yeah, I, I like that idea a lot because people have strong feelings about this. And not to get into the sausage making, but then we're going to have to have one about all the things you have to eat each year. <laughs> oh, I think we'll I agree. Have, to have Matthew we'll involved just have in a both week. those podcasts. So. Yeah, and don't forget Matthew's buying all of our Christmas gifts. Oh, this that's year. right. Um, we established that months ago. Yeah. So you know, we maybe we'll get him involved, and that can be the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like anyway. where this is going. All so. right. Nice. All, all the right. supplies. I can't wait. Well, let's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you the scotch tape. Uh, Merry Christmas. Hope you needed another red pen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into a little bit of uh, helpful information, yeah, uh, and then we'll go from there. I'll tell you, we were just talking before we uh, turned the cameras and microphones on. It feels like a, a a heavy show today, meaning that there's a lot for us to deliver. That always seems to happen when we take take a week off. By yeah. the way, props to you guys. I know uh, Mac, you and Matthew. Uh, picked up the slack last week when I couldn't be here. Thanks to y'all for that. If you did not listen to uh, the deep dive that Mac did with Jared Yates, our uh, executive vice president, yeah. it is well worth your time. I've given it a listen. It's got some great insight on um, the current state of Farm Bureau, some of the opportunities Jared sees in the future, some of the challenges we're going to see, and really what we need um, from the membership mm-hmm. too. Yeah. As we move along. So, anyway, yeah, just great job you, on that. Thanks to Jared for being available because when Matthew and I went in his office, we're like, hey, buddy. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. Like, oh, what'd I do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Jared made some really good points. Uh, and uh, personally, as the person interviewing him, I was, not to say I wasn't prepared, but he gave some answers that I more or less wasn't thinking about, which uh-huh. I probably should have been. Uh-huh. And I don't know, it, it, it spurred conversation outside of the questions I was going to already ask. And I, yeah. So, it made it. It was a really good interview, I thought. Yeah, it was. And he gives some uh, restaurant recommendations. Yeah, there around the, the state. So uh, good good on that. Y'all check that out. You can catch that on Spotify, Apple, you know, wherever you want to listen to podcasts. Um, and it'll be out there. That, All right. That just made me hungry. Uh, well, I'm going to make you hungrier, I can tell you already. <laughs> uh, heads up on a scholarship opportunity from the American Soybean Association. $7,000, a one-time award presented to a high school uh, senior planning to study ag in college is available. Uh, the uh, the American Soybean Association is is providing this scholarship in partnership with BASF. Uh, money uh, will be in hand for uh, this school this current school year. Uh, you've got to be a child or grandchild of a current state soybean association or ASA member. So for us, it's Arkansas Soybean Association. Yep. Uh, you can apply by December thirty first. Uh, sorry, December 31st, uh, for the scholarship at soygrowers.net. Um, so, yeah, go check that out if yeah. you're attending college. And we the, just announced, or the Arkansas Soybean Association announced a similar scholarship. I think it was like $1,000. Oh, we, nice. We reported on a few weeks ago. So, yeah. we might be able to couple both those. 
Yeah, exactly. So go go try and get that. There's only one person that's going to win it. Why why not you? Exactly. Um, also, the winter production meetings uh, ha, uh, schedule has been released by the U of A Extension, uh, and these the the meetings which uh, we're all pretty familiar with kick off on January the 10th uh, in 2024. Can't believe we're already talking about 2024. Uh, January 10th in Poinsett County, and those meetings will run through March 9th, uh, and that, that last meeting will be in Craighead County. Unrelated, I think, just a coincidence. Uh, these meetings cover uh, row crops, you know, rice, soybeans, corn, cotton, peanuts, uh, will be happening across many different counties, uh, mostly on the east side of the state for obvious reasons. Uh, if you're interested, uh, I know you can call your local county extension office to find out when uh, the meetings are happening in your neck of the woods, uh, or uh, you can visit uada.edu to see the full schedule. I looked at that yesterday. It's right there. It's pretty clear. I just didn't want to you know, take so much time to run through that entire schedule because I'm telling you, they're going to be having a lot of meetings. Yeah, it's meeting season. Yeah, that it is. Um, and then uh, also just wanted to note, November uh, is Arkansas Soybean Month. Um, it's Arkansas Soybean Month according to a recent proclamation signed by the governor. Um, and I was just reading through this. It sort of gives a lot of details and, and, and uh, information about the soybean industry here in the state. Uh, Arkansas still ranks 10th in the nation for yep. soybean production. It's been a long time. I Many folks know I worked for the uh, soybean checkoff uh, beginning in 2010, and uh, we were 10th then. So we have held that spot, or in the top 10, so we've held that spot for a long time. I was time. still in college. Or yeah. Or yeah, I know. I know. I'm old, buddy. <laughs> uh, we are on pace uh, also, and we'll talk more about this in the coming weeks, but we are yeah. on pace. And I say on pace because you're about to hear how far along we are with soybean harvest. We're on pace. Uh, to have a record-breaking soybean yield mm -hmm. in the state this year, uh, even higher than last year, which was record-breaking, and higher than 2021, which was yep. record-breaking. So that's great news. Um, yeah, so Arkansas Soybean Month. Go celebrate by eating uh, a chicken, you know, chicken wings or something, yeah, because those could, uh, chickens eat soybeans. Some tofu. You could have some tofu. Yeah. Uh, you know, really have a good steak. Have some chicken wings. Buy a uh, newspaper that ink probably has soy in it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, drive some Goodyear tires. There they, you go. They are some made of your with shoes soy may have some soy in it. That's too. exactly right. So many things have soy. They, they were pushing for turf the last. Some of the last. Well, the job. backing on uh, on football yeah. on on sports field turf. Yeah, uh, yeah, which yeah, Football. I remember Kansas State was the first university. Gosh, that was a long time ago. Kansas State was the first university that had. Uh, their football field, all the turf had soy back oh, yeah. on it. So, anyway, lots of cool stuff. All right, kind of tease up uh, crop quality and harvest updates. We'll make it a quick one today for obvious reasons. Uh, USDA uh, finally has rice is officially done with harvest, joining corn uh, there in the done column. Uh, soybeans aren't far behind at 95%. We'll see if this rain keeps us from wrapping up before uh, the new report from USDA is out on Monday. Mm -hmm. Uh, cotton is sitting at 96% harvested, a major opportunity to be wrapped up by next week uh, there as well. Uh, and peanuts are at 92% harvested, so not much longer to go there either. Uh, you can see where we're headed with the harvest reporting now. Everything's kind of wrapping up. We 
uh, made a bold prediction three or four weeks ago that we would be done before Thanksgiving. Yeah, we did. Uh, we're, I think, I'm feeling good about that. Still, mm-hmm. I am. I did we'll see, see yesterday that Louisiana is the first and only state that grows soybeans that is completely done with soybean harvest. Really? Mm-hmm. Right behind them, which makes sense because that all goes up like yeah. a ladder. Yeah, right? what I'd heard, they were the first ones to get in the field. Ha! Huh, yeah, uh, to, for harvest. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well there you go. Uh, winter wheat planting. Uh, we haven't talked much about that, but we're at seventy-two percent complete with winter wheat planting. Forty-nine percent of the crop has emerged. Uh, looking at live livestock quality, we seem to be faring uh, well. I'd say okay there, with nearly sixty percent of the state's livestock inventory rated good to excellent. But pasture land is not doing nearly as well. You've got a third uh, rated as poor, a third is fair, and a third is good. Hardly anything in the excellent condition. So, a challenge there. We've I feel like we've seen those challenges in the pasture land uh, all year this year and last year, uh, as we've talked about this. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, and then just to make a note of this, uh, there's a WASD report being released. Really, as we record this episode, we just could not delay today in order to squeeze that in. So we'll come back and catch that next week, uh, which I'm really looking forward to because that is supposed to be the first uh, USDA uh, yield uh, projections or numbers that's got some element of ground truth to it. Um, So anyway, that'll be a good one. So we'll come back and pick that one up next week. Okay. All right. News? Yeah, let's do it. How about it? All right. I have to warn you, this one's kind of long. All right. Uh, The House Ag Committee's Ag Labor Working Group just published an interim report highlighting employer challenges of the H-2A visa program. Mm. Alex Thomas of the Democrat Gazette published a great article about the report just this past week. As we've mentioned on the show before, Representative Rick Crawford co-chairs the Bipartisan Ag Labor Working Group with Representative Don Davis of North Carolina. The working group has been tasked with studying how agriculture producers are addressing workforce issues such as difficulties securing workers through the H-2A visa program. Mm -hmm. Since the group's formation in June, several in-person and online forums have been held to gather firsthand information from producers and stakeholders across the country. It is important to note that the group cannot push legislation, nor can they hold hearings, but instead hold roundtable discussions and make policy recommendations. They Mm -hmm. also surveyed small and medium-sized employers who reported, and here are some of the results from the survey. Okay. 93% of the H-2A workers are citizens of Mexico. 28% 28% of respondents noted cost as the primary issue in operating through the program. And that mm. was the biggest response, the uh, biggest yeah. complaint about yeah. the program. Yeah, 25.9% reported uh, the complexity of the rules. 20.6% reported issues with timing and delays. And 20.3% reported issues with the program's flexibility, which are all consistent with the with the report or complaints we hear. We hear, here. right. Yeah. I mean, cost, those are the that main, cost being up there, yeah. just immediately. Mm-hmm. So uh, the article went into more description about these results and how the report kind of laid out. The largest issue from the report being the cost of the program lines yep. up given that in July, the Department of Labor came out with a final ruling on the adverse effect wage rate which is the minimum wage an employer can pay and is different from one region of the country to the next. Mm. So whatever the cost is here in Arkansas, which is I'll get into later, $13.67 an hour, it could be completely different in a northern part of the state, which normally is higher. Uh, so we have an issue with employees leaving for uh, higher for wages. For higher wages, yeah. yeah. Uh, so 
Currently, like I said, uh, the wage rate in Arkansas is $13.67 an hour. Workers also receive free housing and transportation. So that's okay. an additional cost to, to employers. Mm-hmm. Crawford was quoted in the Democrat Gazette saying, most of the costs of the program are driven by the adverse effect wage rate. When you do an economic analysis of the enterprise cost over the lifetime of the contract, which may be eight months and maybe 10 months, you may be looking at enterprise costs in excess of 25 to $30 an hour. Wow. The group also uh, received concerns about worker and employer qualifications for the program. Currently, animal agriculture and meat processing are having the same issues finding workers. Forestry companies can participate in H-2B program in the H-2B program, but there are certain caps set on that program in particular. The report also goes into detail about employers experiencing difficulties with navigating the process of acquiring labor. Employers must apply for labor cert- certification from the Department of Labor and submit a petition uh, to the Department of Homeland Security. So mm-hmm. two different agencies they're having mm-hmm. to deal with. You almost have uh, this is a quote from Crawford again. You almost have to have a HR specialist, but yeah. HR specialists specialize in immigrant labor in this H-2A program. Uh-huh. Most farmers don't have that. Consequently, we do a lot of that work in our office. We get calls from farmers that are saying, hey, uh, we have a problem with this visa or that visa. Uh, so he's dealing with it on a daily basis or his employees are in his his office. Mm-hmm. Also, over uh, half of the respondents indicated workers' arrival dates are between 6 and 30 days after the date they requested they requested to be there. Yeah. Uh, this can be due to additional paperwork and having to use the U.S. Postal Service instead of more efficient online options. Mm. And he kind of said that, quoted in, it was quoted in the paper, kind of saying, giving an example, I need, as a farmer, I need them on this date because we're going to start planting that week. But the guys don't show up for another 30 days. You know, <laughs> imagine having to plant 10,000 acres without any employees. Well, and what you're just, we were talking about Louisiana being the first in the field. Yeah. Well, that literally could have been normally that's a weather decision. Yeah. But if when it becomes labor, yeah, plus exactly. weather. And think I mean, about those weather windows are so small now. Oh yeah. Planning windows as you want to call uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Uh lastly, one that's one thing that stood out to me from this story is that the House Agriculture Committee, which formed the group, will not receive any recommendations because they do not have jurisdiction over immigration policy. And Crawford said it perfectly, I thought. There's mm-hmm. a certain irony to the fact that we have very little jurisdictional authority in the subject matter, even though we have a bulk of the subject matter expertise. <laughs> That's, that is interesting. Uh, the next steps for the Ag Labor Working Group will be to compile feedback and research into a final report, which will include possible legislative actions or recommendations. Uh, if you want to see this report, there's a link on uh, their website. You go to agriculture.house.gov policy slash agricultural <laughs> dash labor dash working dash group. And we can or all include that. We can <laughs> or just go to agriculture.house.gov and hit the search function. Well, if you go to agriculture.house.gov, it goes to the U.S. Ag House website. So then you'd have to search Ag search. Labor Working Group, yeah. and then you can find the link. Yeah. So there's there's different avenues you could take. <laughs> yeah, there could, are. You can go to the entire page uh, link I listed here. Yeah, yeah. So jot that down in but, your notes. You know, this it's all this is kind of exactly what we've been hearing from farmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was a forty-page report, forty-four-page report, and this is just an interim report, also, not the final report. Also, federal level. Yeah. So, you know, it's for the past couple of years we've talked about the housing inspections piece. Yeah. So we talked about the free housing here. Well, then that housing's got to be inspected mm-hmm. at the state level. 
And in Arkansas, that was being done by Department of Workforce Services, I think. Um, you know, again, the subject matter expertise sort of conversation yeah. getting in there. Finally, we had worked towards that mem uh, memorandum of understanding last uh, last year, I believe, and we've gotten the ag department the past two seasons uh, to be able to kind of step in and help with there. So yep. we've seen a little bit of forward motion here at the state level, um, but at the federal level, that just continues to be a challenge. Yeah, and that's just part of the things that are slowing this program down. Mm -hmm. When you throw in driver's license too, oh yeah, that which is a big topic, it's a nightmare. Yeah, you know, well, not only that, but you know, I mean. At the end of the day, uh, what what I've heard, and you may have heard something different, so this is this is strictly anecdotal. What I've heard is, unless you can hire an attorney, somebody to do yeah. this for you, which is what Crawford's saying with the HR specialist yeah. thing. Unless you can have that, I mean, it's almost impossible. To you know, we've to. heard from farmers that in the beginning they tried to do it themselves, right? Uh huh. And then after a year of trying to do that, no, I don't. One, you don't have the time. Mm -hmm. Two, you don't have the knowledge or expertise, not because they're not capable. It's just they've never done it before. Right. So you, as as detailed and specialized as this is, you have to have somebody that does it on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's where that cost factor comes yeah. in, is having to go to somebody and get them help to help you. Yeah. That's, that's I'm not going to say that's all the cost involved, because no. obviously it's not. you got to transport and all that. But, I mean, it's just a, it's just a big it's just a big mess. Yeah, you've got an increase in hourly wages. Then you've got these uh, new uh, labor codes that specify different wages for different jobs now, not just yeah. one labor yeah. code. Yeah. Uh, you've got the housing. The application fees have gone up mm -hmm. from years past. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you've got to pay for transportation and housing and yada, yada, yada. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Quite a bit. All right, as we mentioned, we're going to talk a lot about Thanksgiving dinner next week and how prices this year stack up against last year uh, when we were pretty heavily dealing with avian flu uh, around the country. But this week, uh, Arkansas has its first uh, case for 2023. Um, Arkansas's first case of highly pathogenic avian flu for this year has been reported in a commercial broiler breeder flock in Madison County, Arkansas, according to federal officials. Uh, this is our second confirmed finding of the H5N1 avian influenza. Uh, the previous was in October 2022 and also in Madison County, affecting a commercial uh, broiler flock. The USDA said that Arkansas, uh, the Arkansas case was one of several reported on October 31st, which included backyard flocks in Tennessee and Oklahoma, as well as commercial turkey flocks in Minnesota and South Dakota. Poultry flock owners who want to review methods to keep their birds safe can visit the Cooperative Extension Service uh, Biosecurity Resources at uada.edu. Uh, Dustin Clark, Extension Poultry Veterinarian for the UA System Division of Agriculture, is offering two biosecurity webinars. There's been four. Two have gotten past us. Uh, but those webinars will be this week and next. Uh, and are focused on small flock owners. Uh, one of those is tonight and again on November 16th at 6 p.m. Uh, there's no charge to attend. Again, those are webinars, so they're happening online. You can register online at uada.edu. You know, at the end of the day, this this will not impact the price of the turkey that's going to be on your Thanksgiving dinner table uh, this year, and that is the good news. 
Yeah, uh, I agree. So, but let's take a short break and invite you to join the AgCast team at the 89th Annual Arkansas Farm Bureau State Convention. Heck yeah, Mac. I can't wait to see everybody here in Little Rock, November 29th and 30th. In addition to the business sessions, of course, we'll have lots to do, like workshops, Foundation Night In, the Ag Mechanics Show, and the Trade Show, too. The Trade Show might be my favorite part. Yeah? We're sold out uh, oh, wow. with vendors. And uh, we've added the first-ever state convention farmer's market, where we'll have nearly 30 vendors of Arkansas-made and Arkansas-grown products. Best part, Jason? Yep. It's open to the public this time for the first time. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Speaking of farmer's market, uh, I was looking at the list earlier. I'm totally going to be shopping at Ozark Valley Bison mm-hmm. Farm. I had no clue that we had commercially grown bison in Arkansas, and you know that goes great in chili. Oh, yeah. You're a big fan of chili, as I know. <laughs> For sure. I'll tell you this. That Farm Fresh Bison is just one example of the great local products that will be offered at this year's Farmer's Market. So come check it out. We hope to see you there. Now let's get back to the news. Let's do it. All right. This is my last story. Uh, I kind of reported on something similar to this back in the summer. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, given the state of the Mississippi River the last few months, uh, I I think this ties in well with that situation. Nice. So uh, China makes their largest single-day purchase of U.S. soybeans in at least three months Tuesday. Okay. This is good news given the overseas sales of the 2023 harvest have fallen far behind the usual pace. Mm. Ten cargoes or 600,000 metric tons were bought by Chinese importers for shipment from Gulf Coast and Pacific Northwest export terminals between December and March, according to agweb.com. So far this year, Brazil has dominated the global export market for soy and corn, which is not the norm, but as I've mentioned here before, the projections for their bumper crop in Brazil Brazil this year have been a concern, Mm, uh, at least for U.S. uh, markets. Also, high prices due to barge shipping disruptions have hampered U.S. sales this season. So the purchase of U.S. soybeans comes as good news for U.S. producers. Uh, and that, that kind of points out that we should, sounds like we have grain moving downriver. Yeah, absolutely. Over the last two weeks, uh, Sino Grain, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, China's <laughs> state-owned importer has conducted a series of soy import deals estimated to be as much as 20 to 25 cargoes. Oh, wow. Since then, cash premiums for U.S. soybeans at Gulf Coast ter- terminals jumped as much as 12 cents a bushel on Tuesday. Mm. Confirmed sales to China as of late October were down 35% from a year ago, and sales to all destinations were down 28%. Oh, wow. USDA currently projects a 12% year-to-year export decline. However, U.S. prices have become more competitive for shipments from December through March. That's when Brazil's next harvest will be available. So between now and then, we should see an uptick uh, and exports, specifically in soybeans. Ah, uh, as we wait on that yeah. uh, Brazilian crop. And once theirs comes out, uh, I guess you better push to get all of it sold before that. That could change, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad it's almost lunchtime. I told you I was going to make you hungrier yeah. because, uh, mm-hmm. like I said, uh, this story, if you haven't gotten hungry yet, this story is going to do it for you. And props to the journalist Rhett Brinkley for the, from the Arkansas Times for the headline on this story. Brisket for the district. <laughs> I love it. You asked me if I wrote that when we were looking at stories. I'm like, no, I wish I could take credit for that. I love it. They should make t-shirts. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Uh, students in the North Little Rock School District 
are enjoying some envy-inducing meals in the cafeteria these days. No, I'm not talking about square pizza or those delicious cinnamon rolls, which we've talked about Chicken before. Nuggets. Yeah. I'm talking about fresh farm-raised brisket. Uh, this is all part of the district's plan, uh, which began this school year when they earned a grant from USDA and purchased a 3,000-pound Old Hickory Pits commercial smoker. What? Yeah. The grant, uh, the grant is part of USDA's Local Food for Schools Cooperative Agreement Program for partnerships with local farmers. Wow. Uh, Mary Lee Dennis, uh, the North Little Rock School District's Director of Child Nutrition, told the Arkansas Times that the district is investing in the farm-to-school concept and the smoker purchase, uh, which was made with district funds and not a grant, is a great example of that, she said. Uh, uh, Daniels also said, we wanted the USDA grant money to go to the farmers as much as possible. Boom. So we decided we would make an investment to show that we're committed uh, to continue to offer this outside of grant funds. The $217,000 plus the district received from the local foods for schools initiative will be sent uh, will be spent on food from Arkansas farms, two hundred over $217,000. That's awesome. The district says it's, uh, decide to prioritize animal protein for purchase by the district in part because local produce farmers didn't immediately have the capacity to feed uh, the district's 8,000 yeah. plus students. Understandable. You're a specialty yep. crops guy. Uh, Self-proclaimed. And wait, it gets even better. Mm -hmm. A few weeks ago, they christened the new smoker with 75 pork butts from uh, Bansley's Berkshire Ridge Farm in Harrison. Oh, yeah. Matthew, shout out. Your old stomping grounds. The district has recruited a, ma uh, a couple of pitmasters from within the warehouse team. I love this. Um, the, 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 the nutrition program warehouse. Yeah, uh, it, these two guys, in addition to the pork from Bansley's Farms, they've also cooked briskets from Warman Farms in Springfield mm -hmm. and Rabbit Ridge Farms in Bee Branch. Yep. Uh, the district said it hopes to take the farm-to-school concept a step further by incorporating lessons in the classroom about where food comes from. We talk about awesome. that a lot, Perfect. including bringing some of these farmers and others into the schools to talk to students. Uh, the district's also using farm fresh ground beef weekly, and they plan on uh, smoking the pork butt and uh, brisket at least twice a month for school lunches. Well, we did not have freshly smoked brisket at Stuttgart <laughs> I can High School. Sure, you. Four um, City didn't either. And, you know, one thing that stands out about this is well, one thing we always talk about in local foods is trying to it, it advance the, that sector of agriculture by increasing sales. But if you want to increase sales, you have to bring more notice to buyers. Buyers uh -huh. have to come to uh -huh. the plate, right? Uh -huh. So uh, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Mm, in this nice. situation, the, the uh, produce producers couldn't feel capacity. Uh -huh. The demand is clearly there. Yeah. So... Invest is this, in the infrastructure. Yeah, is is this a uh, a step in the right direction for farmers to come to the arena? You know, to become mm -hmm. a farmer, start farming, or increase existing farmers' capacity to grow. Yeah, uh, and that's something with we, something we've definitely struggled with as a sector of agriculture in the state of Arkansas. Is okay, we can we have the farmers to grow more product, mm -hmm. but do we have the buyers? And if eight thousand plus students and for a two hundred and seventeen thousand seven hundred ninety dollar grant, mm -hmm. I, I think there's plenty of capacity there to buy that amount of food. The other thing is that well, you know, you need the equipment to one process it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. store it. 
right? For refrigeration. So yeah. This this is this is awesome. Sorry, I'm kind of geeking out here. But. I know it's cool. Uh, I I one of the quotes that I didn't put in here is from the uh, the Bansley's Berkshire Ridge Farm, and they said they've already they're already serving like 20 restaurants in mm-hmm. Northwest Arkansas, yeah. but that they have trouble with the pork shoulder. Like the, like not a lot of restaurants and and we're barbecue cooks like yep. we get it like mm-hmm. you know it's it's not the you know it's the hamburger of barbecue right it's just a simple well, you want to feed some people though but, oh yeah but they're like so this is even better now we've got a source for that yeah to move that down the road so it's funny again something I didn't put in here but the the Rhett Brinkley the reporter who wrote the story and Brian Chilson who's been a photographer for Arkansas Times for years. He, um, they, they, they go to like three schools to talk to some of the, uh, cafeteria ladies and, and some of the students about the meals and, and they get to one school and the lady offers them up two trays and they're yeah. like, this is our first time in 20 plus years to eat a school lunch. And they kind of made jokes. They had pictures of it in the, in the story that I read, but they said it was restaurant quality lunch uh what they had apparently one of those one of the uh ladies at one of the schools makes these world famous barbecue beans and that's what they serve with the uh pork shoulder (laughs) it's not fair man (laughs) it's not fair i mean i grew up eating soybean burgers i know at stuttgart high school i know soybean. yeah Uh, Uh, i'm sorry i'm not complaining about (laughs) one of the commodities i'm responsible for but they have a smoker. How how often are they they smoking these briskets? And are we invited? They're saying twice a month. I think we should try and line out. I bet that trip. line is longer than the chicken nugget <laughs> line at Stuttgart High School. I guarantee it. That's one that they, they talked about on this day specifically that they went. They said they offer also offered chicken nuggets and nachos or something. And they're like that. That was like no man's land <laughs> because these kids were wanting. I gotta say that being the audience member in the room uh-huh. at the moment. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it seems like this last story has just made John more mad than anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about this, but I'm also struggling with the stuff I was fed. Yeah, I, I guess mad is not the right word. Frustrated. Yeah. Frustrated. Hungry, frustrated. Where is this food? Oh, yeah. I need some yeah. Of this, yeah. So. And uh, I hope uh, Anthony grows up in a school district that offers the same quality of food. <laughs> yeah. Locally and injured. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, smoked brisket. I uh, love that they like got two guys from the warehouse too, and they're like, "Hey, you guys are pitmasters yeah. now." Y'all talk about y'all barbecuing are, a lot. You, you got a job now. Yeah, exactly. So, cool. That's anyway, awesome. I'm excited right. about that. More excited well, than frustrated. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> definitely there's the news for the day. So that only brings us to uh, the last That's segment. It. Of we'll course. see you later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's been a good show, but I gotta tell you, something still just feels off. Yeah. It just okay. it just had. I'm, it just missing something. Like it's incomplete. Hang on just a minute. I think I can fix it. So. Okay. See if see what you can do. Just kind of <laughs> Let me see. I gotta get. Use uh, local office. There it goes. Yay! Give it a green binder How about clip. That? See, I just now I feel part of the team. Yeah, yeah that's so. awesome. Yeah. If you are out. listening and not watching he the truly, show, truly felt left out. He, he did. did. We we talked it's, about how John and I were wearing the same gingham green. Uh, button-up shirts, and Brian has now uh, clipped a gingham green uh, paper to his shirt. And is is you that fit in. clip green too? It is. Oh, how about that? Details. Color coordinating. Look at you seeing green all of a sudden. I can see. Yeah. Oh, wow! I Amazing. See, yeah. Well, with that being said, it's time to play. Stop the host. 
Yes. I missed that last week, to be honest with you. <laughs> I am ready. Okay. I do look great, by the way. I'm gonna. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I feel like I'm wearing a bib. I'm, I'm ready for you, <laughs> you guys. Like to you're go, ready for some barbecue. You get, go find is. some of yeah. that barbecue. Let's get it going. Yeah. All right. So, are you guys going to be able to concentrate with me wearing this? Yes, I am. Right. I am. In agriculture, apiculture is the technical term for raising what type of insects? Bees. Very good. Honey bees. See, I, hey, look at you right off see, the bat. Yeah. I'm going to take it a little easier on you guys today. Yeah, so. I appreciate that. Mm. But I, I don't. I don't know if that's an insult. Or... <laughs> no, it's not. Take it how you will. Yeah. <laughs> so he cares about us. But yeah, he does. He acknowledges do. our intellectual ability. Look, it's, I've been out for a little while, <laughs> and I wanted to. I wanted to ease back into this. Ah, so I like you. it. Uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture's beef grading scale. Okay. Mm-hmm. What grade comes between prime? Which is the most marble, mm-hmm. and select, which is less marble. Choice, choice. Very good. See, see. I knew you guys would there get these. Go. Very easy. Now, <laughs> what food item stands alone? He's about to slap us in the face. At the end of the classic children's song, "The Farmer in the Dell." Oh man, Are you gonna sing uh, it for us? Yeah, I almost started. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Um, <laughs> It's a it's a farm item or a food item. It's or a food item. Food item, item stands alone. Stands alone at the end of the song. Eggs, milk, cheese, cheese. Very good. Ding ding ding. Guess. All right. Total guess. Well, I knocked Very out good. two for you. Hey, what you knew? I was just guessing. So <laughs> I was just thinking all the food that's <laughs> produced well, on the farm. I mean, cheese stands. It's good. Yeah. So you guys did good. All right. I'm, I'm How about proud that? Of you. Look at you. We did do pretty yeah. good, and we sailed through it. Nice job. And just for just Boom. for y'all, I will bring back some math next week. No, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> I told we I'll talk bring about my it. calculator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to see that. I'm a part of a generation that learned math with a calculator. Yeah, work without a calculator. <laughs> I went through so many grades where they're like, "You may not have a calculator," and then I finally got to that teacher. It's like. Uh, yeah, you, of course. You're always going to have a calculator in life. Better to yeah. learn how to use a calculator. And I thought that was cool. So, anyway. Absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps up the news for this week. We've covered calculators, uh, cheese, all kinds of stuff. Uh, green. Yeah. Thanks for following along with the Arkansas iCast. We're grateful for you taking the time to watch and listen. Remember, you can catch new episodes of the show every Thursday afternoon. Find video episodes on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to the audio version or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yep. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. The Arkansas iCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm Jason Brown. And I'm John McMinn. And we'll see you next week.